All right, good evening, everyone. It's so good to be back from our summer hiatus. I'm Kimberly M. Starks, Principal Consultant of the Specialist Communications Firm, Blue Scorpion Reputation Management. The time now is 6.09, and we're so happy to be here. You all are in for a treat this evening. We have Justin Nicholson, who is the Atlanta Grown Project Manager for the city of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for being here. It's, it's an honor and a pleasure. Honor and a pleasure to be here. And, you know, we're bringing it back one time with the energy. Definitely got some really good updates and so many plans on our side and your side as well. So I'm honored to be here. Yeah. Tonight we're talking about agriculture, mm -hmm. which is so important. Food is life. It is. Yes. And even more so, we're going to talk about something fun related to agriculture, which is the Atlanta Eats that's happening August 29th. That's right, August so, 29th. Yeah, that is so exciting. But before we dive in and talk about the event itself, how was your summer? Oh, man, busy, busy, busy. Okay. You know, but that's... That's how that's how we're supposed to do it, right? Yeah, you yeah. know, as as those um, agrarians, you know, the work doesn't stop. You know, we just have to keep going with the times, make sure we're on schedule. You know, as best as we can. Right, exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Well, I'm glad you had a great summer. Yes. Yep, and the same for me. Uh -huh. I visited a lot of different farms. I've seen. Over there. Uh, did uh -huh. you? Yeah. yeah. I've seen your farm tour. Yeah, it was really <laughs> nice. I saw you had a little wine tasting. Yeah. Too. <laughs> uh -huh. I uh, went up to. Uh, went 400 north mm -hmm. and just explored and came upon Frogtown. Didn't mm. know Frogtown even existed, but really nice winery. But I always have to shout out our black winery, which is in uh, south of Macon. I don't mm. know if you've been there, Tillery. Oh, no, I haven't. Okay, yeah. yeah. Shout out to uh, Tillery, Tillery's Winery in Kathleen, Georgia, which is right near Macon. Okay. It's the state's only black-owned winery. Shout out. Yeah, mm -hmm. shout out. <laughs> okay, I'll check them out. Take yeah, check, check them out. So, yeah, tonight is all about agriculture, and I, I'm sure a number of our viewers probably may not know that agriculture is alive and well within the city of Atlanta proper, mm -hmm. which is the reason why we have you here to talk about it, to shed light. Mm -hmm. But I have to say, when when you and I first met, I mean, we rattled off so many things that we had in common. And actually, shout out to DeGratier Daniels, because as soon as I met you, I was like, oh, I got to connect you to DeGratier, who's been on our program a number of times. Mm -hmm. And... A lot of people know we talk about agriculture, we talk about tech, and I just felt like introducing you to DeGratier was just perfect. So tell us about you, because you have a very interesting background. Mm. Well, um, so I appreciate that introduction, yeah. and um, thank you for introducing me to DeGratier. Excellent brother, excellent brother, doing great work in uh, Florida, and you know, it's always good to meet fellow agrarians who do music, who do a few different things, you know. So, um, myself, um, born and raised in Durham, North Carolina, and I've been, I've been here in Atlanta for about seven years now. Okay. 
you know, time flies, so I have to do my mental math. When you're having fun. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's, it's, it's going on actually eight years now. Okay. Um, but uh, what brought me here was my uh, career in music or endeavors in music, rather. It wasn't a career when I got here. Okay. But um, so I've, my, my background is in architecture design. I went to Howard University. Uh, shout out HU. Yes. And um, from there, moved to Atlanta to do some professional practice. Um, also, I'm a musician, so you know Atlanta's where you need to be if you're trying to do music and uh, you want to get a little bit more in the network. Um, so at that time, I was uh, producing and um, had my own, you know, record formed and, and in the in the process of doing a record label, you know. Okay. Um, so I was in, you know, about 2014 or so, getting here, getting versed in the community. Um, so shout out to the uh, Apache cafes and. Yes. Um, where else? Where else did I uh, love Apache Cafe? Man, it was so many. And I'm oh, the department store. That's a blast from the past, right there on Edgewood <laughs> Avenue. Department store. You know, it's places where I cut my teeth as far as like you know just performing. Yeah. And um, one of my very profound moments within uh, music was actually performing at Hobby Shot Inks. Um, they have two festivals annually: a Harvest Fest and an Organic Fest. Okay. Right. The Organic Fest is in the spring harvest fest is in the fall right and um i was able to bless the stage at the spring organic fest and at that event you know i, I was always kind of i was always kind of looking for a crowd you know because my, my musical preference is um you know quote unquote conscious music or okay. mu music to promote positive social change mm -hmm. is what i like to say okay. and um you know that's a very uh you know, pro-black, Afrocentric community within Hobby Shot Inc. And, um, you know, being there in that space, I realized that this is the community that I need to build with. Not only are they like-minded, but they're also uh, building on the soil, building in the soil, building the, the minds of the community. And for those of you who don't know, um, Hobby Shot is an acronym that stands for Helping Africa by Establishing Schools at Home and Abroad. Right, so what Hobby Shot does is um, they're they're an organization, nonprofit organization that um, has educational um, courses, and also they do um, some hands-on engagement. They have a community garden in Mechanicsville, and um, I actually was very blown away by the director Kashawn Myers, who is uh, a Howard alumni and a, a, a FAMU alumni as well. Okay, um, so. He mentioned that they were working here in Atlanta, you know, strengthening agricultural communities and teaching people about tech and all these different things. And also the abroad is in Ghana, West Africa, where they were amazing. They were, you know, over there developing an actual campus for um, repatriation and also agricultural education, right? Indigenous agriculture education. Okay. And that really struck a chord with me, you know, um, because at this time I didn't have any background in agriculture, okay. but I was curious, you know, yeah. and I realized that, you know, I had to really explore my roots, you know, going to Howard and being in the classes uh, with uh, Dr. Gregory Carr and, you know, all these wonderful minds really showed me that, okay, it's way greater than, you know, my, my purpose is way greater than here on, in this setting. So, okay. you know, uh, working with Habisha, um, I was able to go to Ghana, West Africa, and assist them in designing their campus, oh, nice. uh, the Kazi Project, the Kwaku Ando Sustainability Institute, um, which is now 
I think in October they're going to launch the project. So it's developed. That's great. Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's amazing, amazing. Like this is my first project that I've actually developed plans for, and yeah. it's come to fruition. Right. You know, um, outside of my own. Of yeah. course, you know I've done little decks here and done some garden beds and things like that. Right. But actual project, mm -hmm. you know, it's um it's an amazing feeling, especially you know something as profound as this campus, and um. So that was in 2018 when they uh, they asked me to come out to Ghana and assist with that, okay. and that that trip changed my whole life, literally. I got off the plane, sure. I saw people look like my cousins, yeah. you know, um, and when I was there, I realized um, like where fruit where food truly comes from, you know. Mm -hmm. So my background, uh, like, you know, I've been working in restaurant industry since high school. That's okay. kind of just how I've been paying everything yeah. bills clothes everything you yeah. know and through college as well that's that was my that was my lunch money you right, know right. um so, but i still didn't understand truly the the food ecosystem you know i just saw the the end of it you right. know um but going to ghana i saw you know cacao trees and moringa trees and neem trees and you know different fruits that i had never heard of and mm -hmm. and seeing just how prolific everything was and my first real time having my hands in the soil came from that project and they inspired me to come back and work with them and i took the courses Habisha works which is their urban agriculture training course um, and then they also allowed me to um, manage their community garden space from 2020 to 2021 um, and it was so profound just being in community garden space and um, you know, I I could go on and on about Hobby Shop, but that's that that organization is really um, a light in my life as far as you know, just getting me, pointing me in the right direction. And then from there, you know, I'm taking these all these tools, going back home to my grandma's house, and they're looking at me. So partly they're looking at me like, okay, you farming? Why? You know, <laughs> right? And then once I tell them why, like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is where foods come from. We got to eat. You know. Yeah. And they're, they're telling me, oh, well, your granddad used to farm right up the road here. And uh, you go down the street, your uncle had this plot of land that's, our, that's now our family grave. And, and on the other side of my family, um, it, it wasn't until I went back and tapped into this ancestral, ancestral information, they let me know that my grandfather, my mother's father, was a sharecropper, right? Okay. Um, to which, you know, I, I, I knew, but I didn't understand truly what that meant, mm -hmm. right? Um, so through, through, you know, that tremendous, uh, uh, struggle and those times that we had to endure, um, my grandfather made, made provisions for us to have land in North Carolina. Okay. So we have family land there. And, uh, at this point it's time for, you know, the new generation to come back and develop. So that's where we are now. I'm realizing that my, my true profound purpose is really tied in the land and it's ancestral and. I give thanks for just the ancestral calling and the knowledge that I've been able to achieve over the past six years. I love to hear it. Love to hear it. There are two things that you really said that really struck me. And one, it's the fact that this was a calling that is recent. This is not being involved in agriculture like, like myself is not something that started day one, mm -hmm. that it was something that was, calling you and you answered the call and and once you really found that love you dived mm -hmm. deep in so talk a little bit about that for those who are interested in getting back to 
the soil because there are a lot of people who are interested in ag, but for whatever reason, there may be some hesitation. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear a lot of people that say, well, you know, I want to do it, but I don't have a green thumb. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you getting back into it at the juncture that you did, talk about how other people can do the same. Mm. Well, you know, with anything, it's about how you, how much attention you can apply to it, right? I think, you know, we as um, Americans or in the Western civilization, we kind of have to separate our focus and not really, a, you know, pay attention to those things that truly call us because we have to work or we have to pay the bills or we got to take care of whatever it is we have to take care of, you know. Um, I, I realized that I had to be intentional about my my purpose and what I was working towards, you know, I'm going to work. I talk to my wife about this all the time. Like, I'm going to work, and, you know, I understand, you know, I need to relax, but no, I'm going to work, you know. Yeah. But what am I working towards, you know? So mm -hmm. I really had to examine that, you know, and um, it, was, it wasn't until what – so 2018, as, as I mentioned, when mm -hmm. I kind of, like – saw it. I was like, okay, well, this is, this feels right, you know, and, and it's a certain gratification that you have when you can see something from start to finish, um, in the form of like fruit, you know, or even just something you're creating, right? Yeah. You know, if you're a writer, if you, you know, if you sing, you know, just, it's, it's just fulfilling for you to see that from start to finish, yeah. right? The process is so long with growing food where you have to, you have to be, intentional about making this thing work you know you have to learn you have to know your inputs you have to you know of course uh, a seed healthy soil water sunlight you know those that's the formula but mm -hmm. break it down you know what's in healthy soils right what how much water you know how much sun what type yeah. of crops prefer those things so I would say to answer your question it's a certain level of education that I would advise you know every, th those who are interested in growing just to you know learn um just google i i, I find myself in the garden googling you know okay. like what's going on here you know and i can yeah. just you know pull it up that's where we are in these day and ages you know you can just really find out the answer very fast that's right true. and then you can see okay do i want to do that or not you yeah. know so really that's the first step for me and okay. and thankful to hobby shy for opening those doors and showing me the ropes in the education. And then secondly, it's just really understanding that you want to do it and, and make some time for it. You know, um, I, if I had to give one simple bit of advice, buy a pack of seeds, get you some soil and start composting in your home okay. or, or at your local compost site, you know, and if any of those are foreign or unfamiliar to you, just look it up. It's, it's, it's very simple to find out how to compost. A pack of seeds is $2 at the most, you know. Um, some healthy soil, you can go to one of your local grow spaces, right? Because, you know, that's a big thing. You know, you, you can start growing, but you want to lend on some expertise. Lend on someone who has done it before. The Bobby Wilsons of the world, you know, the... Um, those I'm, I'm speaking at, at Atlanta centric because Atlanta is leading the way in this in this movement of urban agriculture. Right? That is right. We're talking about urban agriculture here versus rural agriculture versus um, controlled environment growing. You know, it's a lot of different methods. But as far as urban agriculture, community gardening, home gardening, 
in in urban city settings you know there's people that's been doing this for years and years and years yes and shout know. out to bobby wilson shout out yes the, <laughs> the og i saw him earlier today and did he, you yeah yeah he's full of life I, I i love going to talk to him Good. and 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 sister kathy you know so yeah I, I would say that's the biggest advice you know really be focused on you know educating yourself yeah and then don't be scared to try don't be scared to mess up right you know um a pack of seeds is a is at most two dollars it comes with at least 15 seeds in there okay. that's 15 chances right there you know i like how you break that down yes but you know what going even deeper talking about the ancestral calling mm. so when you and i met and we were talking about how your grandfather was a sharecropper and you were sharing with me with the story but at that particular time you actually had pictures mm. And when you were showing me the pictures, it really illustrated that time when, you know, our grandparents, great grandparents were actually out in, in the fields. Mm -hmm. it, it seems as though um, it skipped a generation mm -hmm. where our parents were like, nah, yeah. we're we not doing that. Mm -hmm. And then now as adults, I'm in ag, you're in ag. There are a number of people who are wanting to start their own mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and tap into what our grandparents and great-grandparents had done mm -hmm. that necessarily wasn't passed down. Why do you think that is? Is it because of the economy or is it is it because of, like you said, an ancestral calling mm -hmm. pulling us back? I think um, I think both of those, and and you know, the in, the individual kind of has their own particular method to do things, right? But as far as like um, the popularity of it right now, um, I think it's a mixture of the economy, right? Um, that the pandemic scared everyone, right? Um, when you know food was just not there, yeah. you know, and um, now seeing the continued trickle down of prices just fluctuating and going through the roof, you know, for um, your your vegetables, certain items that, you know, it, they've doubled in price. Inflation it, is real. It's real, you know, and I think people are feeling that and they're curious to like why, you know. Um, and so I work with farmers, right? I understand the true cost of food, right? Largely food in America is subsidized. You know, we've been paying very low prices for food, you know, and if you look at it as like to scale as far as like how much work goes into produ producing food, how many inputs, you know, on a commercial scale, right? Mm -hmm. um, we we would be paying way more for food if it wasn't a subsidized, you know. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, realistically, you know, uh, even if you're paying for it in your time, right, as farmers, you know, it takes it's going to take four to six months for you to get a nice yield on a crop, you know, um, and you have to equate that time to currency, you know, um, because that's really all we have. Yeah. Um, but I think really, you know, like the, the economy is fueling it and people are really understanding, like, I have to do this to sustain, you know, um, the, the GMO uh, awareness uh, um, and, you know, just over-processed foods and things like that. That's really striking a chord with people these days. And um, I'm, 
I haven't been so much of like into the into trends and fads and things like that. Um, but when something catches on as a trend, right, then it it catches on like wildfire. So I think that's a part of it too. It's trendy now to grow your own food or know where your food comes from, you know, okay. which is a positive trend. It is. If you're willing to put some skin in the game. Yes. You know, if right. you're willing to support your local farmer as opposed to the commercial farmer who may not be doing things by the book or doing things or if the book is a little uh, messed up, you know, yeah. like so you just you just have to really understand the true value of food. And, um, I'm, you know, I give thanks for the awareness overall. Um, there's plenty of funding coming down on a federal level, you know, so I'm sure that has something to do with it too, you know. Um, so many factors. And right now we're at a, a pivotal point within ag in our community, with, uh, within, like, our, our climate, our environment, our soils, yes. you know. It's, it's, it's so pivotal right now. So I think, um, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm always one to um, be in line with, divine time you know so I, I don't I don't take this time for granted as just this is the time that we're supposed to be focused on these things I see yeah and you're, you're absolutely right which is where the city comes into play the city of Atlanta correct me if I'm wrong is the first municipality in the nation to create an agricultural department that is centered and focused solely on agricultural practices, is that right? That's right, that's right. But uh, urban agriculture, right? Urban agriculture. Mm -hmm. So in 2014, the city of Atlanta created an ordinance um, to allow urban agriculture production in the city limits. That's not to say that it wasn't happening before 2014, okay. uh, because organizations like Hobby Shaw or, um, let's see, who, who, who are some of the, the profound leaders? And, I, and forgive me, uh, y'all, if I, if I leave someone off, but the, um, the organic high yields and, you know, different, um, like, just leaders in the game have been doing this for 20-plus years. Mm -hmm. Hobby Shire celebrated their 20th anniversary this, this year. That's great. Right, 20 years doing it. And as I mentioned, 2014 is when the city recognized urban agriculture through an ordinance, right? Okay. And then following that, 2015 is when the first ever urban agricultural director uh, was was hired by the city, uh, Mario Camberdella, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's that's very profound, though, you know. And then from there, uh, other cities like D.C. and Philly, you know, they adopted you know urban ag ordinances and directors. So I think now those are the three cities, if I'm not mistaken, that have urban agricultural directors okay. or, or you know ordinances but it's, it's a lot of other cities that are you know really catching on mm -hmm. and um yeah at this point you know we've kind of stepped into a, a new generation per se um because the the first urban ag director has um moved into a new field of work uh and we've gotten our second urban ag director now uh jo lu Bayuel, uh who is an amazing brother y'all check him out um he he actually um, came on to the team with the city in 2020, right? And then after that, 2021, an urban ag and food systems team was created to which I was brought in. Um, Elizabeth Beek, food systems planner, um, she's been doing the work, but actually the, on the urban ag food systems team uh, by that name, which largely focuses on urban ag, uh, food access, and food waste diversion. Uh, or composting or food recovery, yes. you know, those type of things. Okay, that's great. Now, 
2014, when the city decided to establish the uh, the program or the department under the Department of Resiliency, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it the Department of Resilience? So at that time, it was the Office of Sustainability. And oh. I, I had to do a little history lesson myself. Okay. Uh, so the Office of Sustainability transitioned to the Office of Resilience in 2016. Okay. Right? So at the time, 2014, um, it was, you know, Urban Ag was kind of brought in or codified within Office of Sustainability. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is wonderful. Was there was there a group of Urban Ag farmers at that time that petitioned the city or was it organic? And the city saw that there was a large number of farmers within the city of Atlanta proper where it was decided, okay, we need to foster and support this community? You know, um, that question is a little before my time. Okay. But in hearing the perspectives of growers who have been doing this for so long, Mm -hmm. um, it would seem as though the city was taking notes. Like they they saw these these agrarians um, really getting it done and um, taking taking it into their own hands to like grow food, distribute food, and um, you know really and truly, um, I think you know the city had to do a bit of catching up and still does. To be honest, has to do a bit of catching up with um, the actual work going on on the ground. You know, so I think I, I know the um, the agrarian community, you know, was doing it, and in the city, you know, kind of realize okay we need to create a program or begin to create some programs to support this work which is amazing that the city uh has created you know this department to facilitate that and there are some beautiful farms Mm. that are throughout the city i mean just absolutely lovely so bringing it back to today what are your goals and objectives mm. in supporting our agrarian community. Mm. Okay. Um, as far as, so the city's goals or my goals? Let, we, let's start with your goals and then the city's goals. Okay. So, so with my goals, right, because I'm, you know, transparent conversation, yeah. right? I'm, I'm an individual and I, I have, um, I have ideas and visions that may not be they they may not be able to come to fruition okay. within the city, you okay. know, um, and that's I think that's to be expected to a degree, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. Um, so my goals I would love to see, uh, w- which is happening now, uh, more camaraderie and uh, cooperative work and uh, uh, just agreement within urban agriculture, right? Um, I, I would love to see urban agriculture as a public works, you know, like urban ag funded by taxpayers' dollars, same as trash pickup, you okay. know, um, like community gardens being, you know, community food sources, right? Uh, city, the city paying, you know, people to work community gardens and distribute food to the communities. Okay. That would be beautiful, you know, if... In my mind, if we want urban ag to truly feed uh, the community, it has to be supported 
on a greater level than the individual. Yeah, and creating economic development opportunities, which right. it sounds like right. would be a part of that ecosystem. Exactly. Yeah. And of course, we would have to get parks and rec in this in the in the fold on that uh, watershed. All these different departments would have to be truly on board and put some skin in the game for that, you know, and it would have to be um, a plan, an urban ag plan to which is in development. We're in the very early stages right now okay. of, you know, just ideating and theorizing and, and, and putting, uh, uh, creating, creating positions to bring this to fruition. Okay. Um, but, you know, I would love to see one, you know, just more cooperation. Um, and again, this is happening now, you know, I'm, a, I'm in a, a few groups and I've got my ear to the ground hearing people working together. And, you know, it's, it's inspiring just seeing growers like sharing and buying from each other and passing on the contacts and sharing the plug and things like that. You know, I love seeing that. Right. And true. And, and, and if we really want to feed our communities, it has to be supported greater than just within the agrarian communities. OK, so that's what that's what I would love to see yes. as far as a goal. Um, on the city side, right, uh, the, the, the city's goal, um, and this was um, enacted by uh, Mayor Keisha um, in her term okay. and adapted by Mayor Andre um, to, to provide 85% of Atlanta residents uh, and make sure 85% make sure of Atlanta residents are within a half a mile of fresh, affordable food, right? Oh. So that is the goal. Okay. Right. And through that, um, we're, you know, identifying community, neighborhood gardens, food forests, um, you know, compost and carbon collection sites, uh, controlled environment growing. Um, we're identifying these areas and creating um, uh, a, a ArcGIS template or, or kind of like a, a, a map, a fresh food access map is what we're creating. Good. You know, and um, this will highlight those sites just so people it can be public access so you to actually know where to access these uh okay. these farms and production sites and then also um giving proper promotion to these sites which is what my program is is geared to do aglanta grown is geared to properly promote market these sites uh and create new new distribution access for local growers and consumers i love it so at some point, this will be an application that I'm accessing either on my phone or on the website where I'm able to say, okay, if I want, let's say tomatoes, then I'm able to find my local farmer to get those tomatoes. That's coming very soon. We're okay. actually working on that right now. And, um, you know, I don't expect anything to be perfect or work for everyone, right? But just the simple tools, right, to show where a grow site is, um, show who's growing the food so you can be the judge whether you want to support or not, mm -hmm. right? Um, I think that's beneficial as opposed to lending on, okay, this is all I have. You know, I go to the grocery store. This is just, these are just the options here. Um, it would require a, a bit more legwork, which is, which is, I'm finding that that's how you find value in it, you know? Yeah. You got to put a little bit more legwork in to support these smaller businesses or to support the um, the individuals who are really doing the work as opposed to just you know taking what you're what you're being fed. But you know what I think that's going back to what you said earlier. People wanting to know where their food comes from. People valuing fresh organic food and being able to teach their kids. Mm -hmm. So I think that 
a number of families will want to participate. And speaking of the Atlanta Grown Program, now that is going even deeper because that is supporting those farmers and helping them to market mm-hmm. their their produce. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit more about how that comes into play. So we're in the development stages now. Um, we have um, pretty much we've set a plan to create like event space for farmers and um, distributors and consumers to come and network, i.e. Uh, Atlanta Eats yes. is, a, is a prime example of that. You know, it's a more, um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a bigger deal than just going to the farmer's market, which is an amazing, uh, you know, like farmer's markets are the best way to find your fresh produce, you know, in my opinion, mm-hmm. right? Because you have so many options. So many farmers go to these market spaces, the community farmer's markets, right. the Freedom's farmer's markets, the Peachtree Roads, uh, uh, Fresh Martyr Markets. You know, it's, it's so many in Atlanta, mm-hmm. you know. And um, so those, those places um, we know, and I think there's just a bit more work we can do uh, to really meet the farmers where they are right and bridge those connections between farmers and distributors right um for example oh distributors and consumers rather can't you know definitely um fresh food consumers um are the are the target a lot of farmers you know would rather sell to their community than to a restaurant directly you know directly right and we're in the city working on um you know ordinance legislation to make that possible Um, last year september Yes, September 2021, the city passed an ordinance to allow for residentially zoned farm sites mm-hmm. to sell produce from their site with the with a special administrative permit application, right? Okay. Um, so that would, I mean, you would think, okay, you can't sell food from your site, um, but no, that wasn't permitted. Um, and you think about how big of a barrier that is, you know, if say you're in a community and this is kind of what urban garden gardens look like right you might have a site that was vacant for a while and someone's taken over the lease and put a garden there right 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 in that site in that neighborhood you know but before september 2021 it wasn't permitted or permissible for you to sell food on that site you would have to harvest that food and go to the market go to the farmer's market or um, do like online orders, CSAs, things like that, right? Um, but with this ordinance uh, that we're calling the Farm Stand Ordinance, um, it will allow uh, urban farmers to set up actual actual stands for community members to come and purchase on a particular day of the week. That is huge because when you talk about some residents who don't have access to transportation, which then makes it hard for them to have access to food, mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a game changer. Yeah, it definitely is. And, um, you know, it, this is just one of the pieces of the puzzle. Um, but with that fresh food access goal, uh, we're thinking that this will be a very large or will have a very large impact in really getting us to that 85% to which we're about, you know, f- from our last fresh food access report, which was 2020. And uh, reason being, it hasn't been updated yet since this hasn't really caught up yet either. You okay. know, pandemic is kind of slowing a lot of things yeah. down. But, um, we were about 
17% off, you know, so we're, okay. we're, we're doing relatively well. Um, the problem is in our communities um, that don't have the, the, the access or they don't, they're, they're, those access points aren't marketed, you know, for people to know, like our low-income, low-access communities mm-hmm. is what the USDA calls them. Um, a lot of those communities are uh, predominantly black, you know. Um, it's just like we can't we can't leave them out, you know. Um, so a lot of these urban sites, like the the Patchwork City Farms, you mm-hmm. know, uh, Farmer Jay and the Gilliams Community Garden, you know, it's my neighborhood. Yeah, Shout Oakland out City. To them. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so like you you understand how valuable mm-hmm. you know fresh food is in in that community, yeah. and the fact that you can just go right around the corner and buy some from them is just a game changer it is right absolutely yeah. invaluable mm-hmm. now let's talk about august 29th mm. aglana eats so okay i'll tell you when when blue scorpion was first established in 2017 that was the first event that i'd gone to okay and i absolutely loved it well, Fell in love. Where was the event at when you went? That was at uh, the Auburn okay. Market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everyone was there from mushrooms to peaches to pigs to, mm-hmm. I mean, just everything. And it was just a lovely experience. And fast forwarding to now, I'm sure it's bigger and better. Yeah. We, we So, you know, I give thanks for, you know, those who have kind of laid the blueprint or a blueprint, you know, um, because it's extremely helpful that, you know, you have this perspective uh, or, you know, like you've, you've seen it and you yeah. see what it can be, right? Um, so that's such a huge help for now our team to continue planning and, you know, bring something new into fruition, right? Um, but yes, we're, we're, we're creating uh, a, a very awesome hyperlocal food festival right now, uh, August 29th. It'll be here at Atlanta, Atlanta Botanical Garden this year, right? So if y'all haven't been to Atlanta Botanical Garden, this would be your chance. Beautiful. It's on a Monday, and the Botanical Garden is normally closed on Mondays, so we have the whole garden to ourselves. Very nice. Right? I'm a member of mm. the Botanical Garden. So, so, so am I, yeah. So, so exciting. Yeah, and, and <laughs> the fact that, you know, it is just – for our event, right? That allows you the opportunity to tour at your own pace, you know, um, and let alone, you know, your ticket for admission gets you, you know, uh, 20 plus chefs uh, at your disposal to taste their signature dishes, which are all uh, including locally sourced ingredients from our local farmers. Uh, We're very intentional about that this year, um, partnering our, our chefs with local farmers mm-hmm. um, just through through a, a local harvest availability list, right? Something okay. as simple as what does this farmer have at this time, price per pound, what would you like? You know, that's that's how we're I talking see. to our chefs, you know? Okay. And from that, we're asking them at the minimum, at the very minimum, to source one ingredient out of their dish from a local farmer, right? Good. And, um, man, we've been getting some amazing dishes. I don't want to spoil it too much, but we have, you know, a very diverse you know culinary experience coming at you we have all different types of cultures represented um we have so many different cuisine options we have your desserts we have your uh fresh you know uh we have a lot of cooks you know it's 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 a lot of 
great chefs at the table here. And um, if y'all tap into Atlanta Grown uh, on Facebook or at Atlanta Grown on Instagram, you'll begin to see uh, these chef announcements coming forth in the next couple weeks. Um, we're, we're still locking everyone in, making sure we have our um, our, our, our food uh, costs and, and all the logistics as far as, you know, equipment and everything, uh, you know, taken care of. Uh, but we're confirming our chefs now. And, um, yeah, over the next couple of weeks, you're going you're gonna to see some major announcements. Not only the chefs will be there, right, which is a very important part, a very important part with that chef and farmer relationship, but the farmers will be there too. So, you can, so you can meet your local farmers and – we're offering them vending opportunities to come and, you know, have info tables and sell their merch or value-added products, you know, uh, the hot sauces, the jams, things like that, that all farmers probably make that you, you know, you you should try because that's that's a high-quality valued uh, product, those those value-added products from, from local farmers, you know. Yeah. Um, and then not only that, I'm going to keep going with the announcements, not only that, we have – uh, live entertainment, you know, uh, on the bill. We have two bands hitting the stage. Oh. And then we have a, you know, for our VIP guests, we have a nice uh, acoustic um, acoustic selection uh, from a local violinist. Um, we have, you know, what, what do we have? We have, I think, eight bars, you know, for you to get, you know, specialty cocktails uh, sourced with local ingredients. We have, um, you know, Farmer, Farmer's Jam is doing something new now. They, they're... They're not only doing jams, but now they're doing uh, simple syrups, okay. right? So uh, one of our signature cocktails is using the Farmer's Jam new strawberry simple syrup. You know, Mama Haleen, the garden queen, we're, we're, we're using some of her uh, hibiscus sorrel. And it is so good. Oh, man. <laughs> man. So we, we're doing cocktails and mocktails with those. And then you'll also be able to meet the farmers and and shake hands and thank them and um, grab a card and see where they are, you know. Not only is, not only that, but we also have for the first year, first time this year, uh, we're doing a surplus food chop style culinary competition where we're partnering with Tri-Cities High School and their culinary nice. program. Tri-Cities High School, let me tell you now, they have an amazing uh, culinary educator uh, her name is Sh uh, Chef Cheryl Williams, okay. right? Um, Chef Cheryl's a problem. Now she's she she'll show you how to grow the food, and she'll show you how to cook it, right? Okay. You know, and that's 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 so profound, you know, yeah. because you know I, I I worked in the community garden as I was telling you, yeah. hobby shop, and that was the largest barrier. You know, I could grow food, and it would be beautiful and delicious. But if it wasn't packaged up, if it wasn't washed, cut, you know, put on a plate, it was hard for people to wrap their mind around what do I do with this? It. You know, what you know, so that getting the youth on board yeah. and showcasing the youth and and their, you know, culinary uh just creativity. I'm so excited about this. And and we're using surplus produce from, you know, our local farmers and uh right. organization called Concrete Jungle, a local organization who does food rescue and food recovery. Um, so we're teaching people or showing people rather uh, what we can do to avoid sending so much um, so much edible food to the landfill. Mm -hmm. Right. We can reuse some of this food. You know, uh, I mentioned composting earlier. You know, that's regenerating your soils, but also, um, you know, recovering food that is still edible 
and putting it right back in a dish, you know, I, I, there's something value about that, you know. So I, I that's, I, I'm, I'm, let me see, let me see, am I missing anything? Well, it, it sounds like when we come to Aglana Eats, we need to come hungry and be ready to be educated. Oh man, oh man, and and the event is a Monday now, so you know if you if you're working, you know, go ahead and make sure you you you, you get you an early lunch, you know, and. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be an experience. Our VIP uh, tickets, um, we have an hour early on the entry, so those, the VIP attendees will be able to get in at 4 o'clock and, you know, kind of get first dibs, um, have their, you know, have their feel of the space, okay. and general admission is at 5, right? Okay. So if I was you, I'd come at 5, you know, and make sure you avoid those lines because we have 20-plus chefs, but um, I can tell you probably that we're, right now we're expecting our goal is, you know, a comfortable goal, I think, is about 500 right now, 500 people. right. You know, ticket sales are, you know, teetering on the 400 mark, you know. So this last month we might get a, a, a you know, a surge in sales. So I say that to say you may want to expect some lines if you're showing up 6 o'clock or later, you okay. know. Okay. Well, where can we go to purchase a ticket? Okay. Uh, you can purchase your ticket at – uh, so tickets are on sale through Eventbrite, um, but you can find the link on aglanta.org, right? Our website, we have a ticket link there. Um, you can go on social media to our Aglanta Grown page, at Aglanta Grown, A-G-L-A-N-T-A, Grown. And we have our ticket links in the bio. Um, our partner organization, Groundwork Atlanta, um, they have ticket links on their site as well. Um yeah, we, you know, primarily those are the places where you probably should go. Uh, Facebook as well. We have some links on our Atlanta uh, Facebook page. Um, yeah, and go hit Google. Uh, uh, Atlanta Eats Festival 2022. Yeah, it's 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 going to be an amazing event, and I'm I'm so honored and proud to be putting this thing together. And um, yeah, I hope to see y'all there. Yeah, I know it's going to be amazing, and I can't wait to be there myself, and I'm going to come hungry. So mm -hmm. don't judge if you see me pigging out, okay? <laughs> hey, and, and I would advise you, bring a friend, too. Bring a friend yeah. so y'all can tag team in right. some of these lines, you know. <laughs> you you standing over here, your friend over there, y'all getting each other samples, you know. Yeah, you got you to gotta learn some little tricks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, bringing this all home for someone who's watching and they're hearing what we're saying, but they're thinking, why does any of this matter? Why does it matter, particularly for city of Atlanta residents? Mm. I think um, urban agriculture is one of those things where you have to pay attention, you know, because the work is not going to stop, you know, and um, while, it's, while it's getting uh, some support, you know, while we have this, I guess, resurgence of agriculture interest, you know, we have so many, so many youth who are going through youth programming uh, within urban ag. Um, we have to support those who are willing to do the work, right? It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. I don't blame you if you don't want to grow food, right? I don't even blame you if you want to go to the grocery store, right? It's, 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 that's just how we, we're creatures of habit, you know? But I urge you to support your local your local urban agriculture economy or your local food system um, just by gaining awareness um, there's there's that there's um you know that social awareness right 
to, to know who's doing what and being able to support those people who are doing real good work. There's also also the cultural implications, right? Like this is this is what we're supposed to do, mm-hmm. right? Um, if you even look in the Bible, this was the original profession. You know, this is what we're supposed to do, you know, cultivate food, right? The land is to be cultivated, right? The health benefits are, you know, remarkable. You know, of yes. course, of course we know that, right? Healthy food is the cure, right? Our, our, our food is our medicine, right? right? Farm, F-A-R-M, not P-H-A-R-M, right? Yeah. So not, and, and not throwing shade at our, you know, medical industry at all, you know, because I see the value. But I also understand, and I also understand rather that, you know, healthy people come from healthy food. Healthy food comes from healthy soil, right? Um, you said a word there. I like that. And, and we have to keep that in mind, you yeah. know, the resilience of it, right? Um, the, the, the power, the empowerment that you feel growing your own food. You know, I, I, I joke around with youth all the time. Like I, I do some mentoring and speaking to some to some youth, uh, uh, youth board programs. Right. Um, I didn't. It was a profound respect that I received from my wife when she saw that I was growing food. You know, it, it was like, OK, uh, you know, that I, I think that's when she realized, she you know, I could be a husband when I started growing <laughs> food. You know, so and, and, you know, those little things like that, like it's just a sense of uh, being and purpose that you walk into. And I think, um, you know, not last, uh, last but not least, um, the climate impl- implications, right? Mm-hmm. We're in dire need right now um, of, you know, healthy soils um, to, to begin to regulate or, or to continue uh, on the journey of regulating our ecosystem, right? Um, some would say we're far gone, but I think every little bit counts, you know? Um, sequestering carbon in in the soils, uh, uh, water management, you know, these are things that have to become common practice, you know, for us to have an earth for for three, seven generations beyond us, you know. So it's just, you know, I think if these things speak to you, if you value life in these manners, then urban ag is one of those things where we will really propel you to where you need to be. And, and I appreciate you saying that. And for those who are wanting to answer the call to become uh, a gardener or a farmer on any level, what workshops, you mentioned Habesha, mm-hmm. but are there workshops or other programs that people in the city of Atlanta can tap into mm-hmm. that you would recommend on this program? Oh man, yeah. Uh... Man, I probably should have took some notes on that because I don't want to leave any any good ones out. But I'm thinking, off the top of my head, um, brother Eugene uh, and grow where you are, uh, Growali, G R O W A L I. Um, they have amazing programs over there, and they're they're teaching you the real deal. They're not going to sugarcoat it for you, you know. Um, and that's what we need to hear. We need a hard word sometimes, you know. So grow where you are. Check them out. Again, I say Hobby Shot Inc. Check their programs out. Truly Living Well, one of our uh, one of our landmark, profound urban ag spaces, which is right around the corner here now. Yep. Um, they have some good programming. Um, if you if if your kids are in high school, um, Paideia Paideia works with purpose built schools to do a lot of agricultural programming. Um, University of Georgia Extension offices, right? Um, you can get a lot of great information from there. Um, 
man, there's so many great options. Uh, I can't forget, I'd be remiss to, uh, to not bring up the city of Atlanta's uh, resource portal. So on aglanta.org, we do have a resource page and we do some uh, social infrastructure uh, in the form of like educational workshops through our Aglanta academies or our uh, grow and learns, you know. So we have scheduled uh, workshops through the uh, city of Atlanta as well and there'll be more to come with that. Um, so many options. That's just to name a few, you know. Um, but I, I urge you to really you know, dig deep, uh, Foodwell Alliance. Foodwell Alliance has a lot of resources for growers, for those who are growing. And then also, if, you know, if you want to get a little bit of education, uh, Georgia Organics, you know, these, these are profound organizations that are doing just miraculous works in, in, in making sure that agriculture is going to sustain within our city and our state. That's wonderful. Well, you know, I want to thank you for coming on to this program to share all of your information, your resources, and to let us know about the event that's coming up at the end of the month. Can't mm-hmm. wait to be there. And, you know, we just thank you. Mm, I appreciate you yeah. for the opportunity. I so, I, man, it's, it's when we when we first met, I realized, okay, this is a relationship that will, I guess, spread and now uh, we can shine so much light, you know, and, and I, I know you understand, right? Yeah. And it's it's just a, a very profound space to be. You know, we I don't know how long I'll occupy this space, but while I'm here, you know, these opportunities, I have to take advantage, and I appreciate you for extending the opportunity for us to come. Uh, we got to get J.O. Lou in here yeah. and um, get him to get him to preaching because he's a he, he's one of those guys. He, he, he might need two hours, you know, uh, brother Tenicio Cianima in East Point. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's got to come up here too. You know, he, I don't know. You might not want him up. He might, he might take over the show. I definitely want Tenicio. Shout out to <laughs> Tenicio. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what? That sounds like a good part two mm-hmm. to have a panel. Okay. To, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's make it happen. I love that. Yeah. So after the Aglana eats, mm-hmm. we can put it together and have uh, J.O. Lou come and talk about, you know, the highlights, and then we can talk about what's coming up next. Mm. Sounds like a plan. That sounds amazing. Yeah, lo- I love it. Let's do it. Thank you so it. much, Kim. I appreciate you for yeah. this opportunity. Again, y'all, Aglana Eats, uh, fifth annual Aglana Eats 2022, August 29th at the Atlanta Botanical Garden. Get your ticket today uh, via our website, aglanta.org. Uh, general admission tickets are $60. VIP tickets are 125 Youth tickets are 25 All you can eat and drink while supplies last. Man, I would love to see y'all there. Wonderful. Well, thank you again for this time. Thank you for our listeners and our viewers who are tuning in tonight. Blue Scorpion uh, Reputation Management, if you don't know about us, please visit us online at bluescorpionrm.com. And we look forward to seeing you all on next week. You all have a good night. <laughs>